everybody. Welcome back to Checkerboard Chat, the official sports podcast of the Daily Beacon. I'm Tyler Wombles, and that's to Michael Cole. We're back here bringing you more Tennessee athletics news, updates, and whatever we feel like talking about. DeMichael, we've got a lot of news to get through this week. Um, uh, several different teams have played games. Um, we had some basketball games. The softball team started out their season. Yeah. So just first of all, we're going to kick it off with men's basketball. And in case you haven't heard, um, Tennessee's men's team has suffered a pretty devastating loss uh, at Alabama on a fr- uh, Saturday night. Sorry, Saturday night. So, DeMichael, just take us a little bit into that and just how do you see that affecting this team who has been ranked so highly so far yeah. this season? It was definitely an eye-opener for this team. I mean, their first five losses were by a combined 30 points, and then you you go on the road to Alabama after a very emotional victory over Kentucky, and you lose by 28 points. And, you know, that's an eye-opener. And Rick Barnes said, you know, he he didn't think his team could play that bad, and they really didn't play up to their potential. And this was really the first game of the season that I saw that Tennessee was just about equally as bad offensively and defensively. Like, in some of their losses, either their offense, you know, played well or either, you know, they had their defense to say, well, at least the defense played well in this game. Now we have to pick it up offensively. There wasn't a lot going right in this game. I mean, they allowed Alabama to get in the paint with ease. I believe um, Alabama center had, like, eight dunks. And mm-hmm. the point guard, um, he's top ten pick, probably Colin Sexton, he got into the paint with ease and was able to distribute the ball around to guys. And offensively, Tennessee couldn't get much going. I mean, Alabama made a decision early on to – you know, try to take Grant Williams out of the game. And he still ended up with 16 points, shooting 5 of 12. And they double-teamed him a lot. And none of his teammates stepped up. No no one um, reached double double digits. Derek Walker had a nice game for Tennessee. And it's, it's good to see Derek Walker to get it to get it going. And he's emerging as, you know, potentially that third big man off the bench lately. So that's a positive that you can take away from this game. And I guess you can say, well, going forward, now this team knows that – they still have a lot of things to work on to reach the ceiling that they want to reach. And, you know, sometimes you need a game like this to just show you that, I mean, maybe they weren't, you know, just as good as they thought they were at this point in time, but they they can still get there later on in the season. Right, and I, I thought I saw where Rick Barnes said in his post-game press conference that he didn't know this team could play that bad. Yeah, he, he and, said that. Yeah. You know, that's always very very candid Rick Barnes. You know, yeah. really tells, oh, yeah. it, tells it like he's feeling it. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people like about him. Yeah. But, DeMichael, this, you know, w- with that type of loss, do you think this is the worst game that Tennessee has played this season? And uh, after building off of that, do you think that having a game like that which you said is sort of like a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Do you think that could almost help the team, like, come tournament time? Well, I think there's there's no doubt about it. This this is the worst game they've played this season. They've had, a you know, a couple studs in there. Like, Missouri wasn't a very good game for them offensively. And, you know, they, they struggled against Auburn in ways as well. But this this game, there there wasn't much good out of it. I mean, Alabama led the entire game. And Tennessee was able to get it down to two at one point in the first half. And after that, Alabama took took off again. And Tennessee was never able to just go on another run and to get themselves back in the game. So this was their worst game. They, they couldn't get many stops defensively. And as I mentioned earlier, offensively, they couldn't get much going without, you know, anyone else scoring, you know, in double digits besides Grant Williams. And anytime you have that – for a team that depends so much on balance, you know, Tennessee likes to get a lot of players involved. And when they can't get anyone to step up, it's going to be a long day. And 
this this will help them. I think it will because you'll see a much more focused team. Even though I thought, you know, during that six-game win streak, they were really focused. But, I mean, you know, when you play this bad and you see, man, you know, we got beat by 28 points, we still have a ways to go to get where we want to get. They'll they'll use that as motivation going forward, and they have some very winnable games left on the schedule. So we'll see how they play in those games. For sure. And, and you know, switching uh, gears a little bit, talk about women's yeah. basketball. Obviously on Sunday the Lady Vols uh, beat Georgia and beat them pretty handedly. Um, you know, the lady Mercedes Russell is a player, you know, she got to her thousandth rebound mark in the game. Um, she was just one point shy of getting to 1500 points. I know, you know, a lot of the fans were, you know, wanting her to get that, get that final yeah. point. You know, uh, me personally, I had my story written up, you know, <laughs> as her had to get that. So it, it wasn't the whole story, but I did have to shift it a little bit, but it was okay. Um, but yeah, so it's very likely, I would say she'll probably score. Um, they're playing Alabama on Thursday. I would say she'll score at least one point. Yeah, there, there's a good yeah. chance that she should get there in this game. Sure, yeah. for sure. But but yeah, um, it was a it was a key win for the Lady Vols. Obviously, you know, they were coming off of two two wins that were pretty close in games mm-hmm. in which they played opponents that weren't highly ranked pretty close. And so, you know, I know I asked Holly Warlick about this after the game, but I think it was really key for this team to sort of have a game where. They took a decent lead by the second quarter or in during the second quarter and really built upon that and really cruised throughout the game. Um, DeMichael, they're talking about, you know, possibly Tennessee, if they continue, you know, winning games, could be the number one seed um, mm. and play in Knoxville for the um, – for the – sorry, the NCAA tournament. Right, right. Uh, DeMichael, just how much of an effect do you think just – for men's and women's teams, do you think Thompson Bowling is? And do you think that has, you know, that home court advantage has a large effect on teams, both uh, Tennessee playing there and away teams? Yeah, it's it's a huge bonus for Tennessee teams. I mean, we've seen this season, both teams, you know, they've really feed it off, you know, the home crowd. And I know Thompson Bowling Arena was top ten in attendance for men's basketball. I'm not sure how it is for women's, but I'm pretty sure they're very highly ranked being that – I mean, the arena holds, what, around 24,000 people? Yeah, I think it's about, And, yeah. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, like, it is. Like, a lot of, you know, collegiate arenas try not to, you know, get that large because, you know, you have a lot of teams that like to have the smaller arenas where they have the fans packed in and things like that. But Thompson Bowling Arena, I mean, it's a real big arena, and they, they feed off of that. I mean, it gets real – it gets real loud in there at times. I know you hear it, and I hear it. You know, they have the – for men's basketball, they have the, the feed, the floor, you know, thing that they, they go by. And, I mean, it's a huge benefit. I think for the Lady Vols, it'll be a real, real big plus if they were able to get home court in, a, in the NCAA tournament. For sure. And this is obviously a Tennessee team you know, that was uh, knocked out really quickly in the SEC tournament last year. So before mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament, they will go to Nashville to take on um, other SEC teams in the SEC tournament. So I'm sure Holly Warlick and her squad are hoping, you know, once the regular season ends, they can sort of kick it into hyperdrive, you know, uh, do really well in the SEC tournament and then set themselves up well for the NCAA tournament. Uh, DeMichael, uh, I feel like this question just has to be asked. Yeah. Do you think Tennessee is a basketball school right now? <laughs> with with all these, you know, with, oh. with, with, you know, the men's team playing well. It started off as a joke, well. man. Sure. It, it started off as a joke around when was this conversation came up around the time Probably where went to the, the coaching season. search. Yeah, yeah. And then I think after the basketball team won, you know, just one game. And, and it was like, oh, and this is a basketball this school. This is a basketball but, school. Yeah. I mean, it started off as a joke, but 
I mean, I don't. I don't I don't think so, but I think it's definitely it's definitely refreshing for the fans to, you know, have a men's basketball team and a women's mm-hmm. basketball team to cheer on after, you know, the stress that was brought up yeah. on all of Knoxville and all yeah. of the Tennessee fans after, you know, one of the worst football seasons in Tennessee history. And then the coaching search. And then the coaching that, search after was, that. Like it was a, that, I mean it was a double whammy. Yeah, I think that <laughs> took ten years off my life covering that. Just <laughs> Just to be fair. Man, but. really. And then after that, I mean, after all of that they went through, now you have basket, two basketball teams to, you know, really depend on. I mean, they're ranked. They're both ranked. They're both – I mean, I believe the men's team right now is a projected four seed and the Lady Vols are a projected three seed. And that's really, really, you know, impressive after what, what's what been going on with football. So right now it's definitely a basketball school, but – this isn't a basketball school long term. I mean, when football season comes around, I mean, even when the summertime comes around, the it'll be flipped. Mm-hmm. The flip, yeah, it'll sure. be flipped real fast. But well. right now, everyone's focusing on basketball, and it's fun to watch. Yeah. Well, so so I do have another question for you, not to put you on the spot, but yeah. um, if Jeremy Pruitt's first season in <laughs> Knoxville, I mean, say he goes. Five and seven. Five and seven. Say, do you think, you know, in in that rebuilding year, do you think people will still be on this basketball school train, or do you Mm. think that they'll just get so excited about, you know, beating, getting more than four wins that they'll just quit that talk? (laughs) I don't think this fan base will ever get excited about winning one more game than four games (laughs) based off where Tennessee's been in the past. And you got to realize the way Jeremy Pruitt talks, I mean – he says everything that, as a fan, that you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, Pruitt's been straight up. He says, you know, I remember in the in the first press conference, Pruitt said he, he, he doesn't plan on ever losing a game here. Uh, yeah. Now, granted, you know, that, that is impossible unless there's something about Jeremy Pruitt we both don't hey, know. Hey, we never know. But, but, you know but, we, we could be in for something <laughs> special here. But, but I mean, he, he's a very confident guy, and he, he really likes – where this team is right now, but he he does say that you know they have they have some strides that they they need to make, particularly in practice habits. I know um you know that was a thing he really talked about how he he looked at some old videos of this team and saw that um you know the way they used to practice and caused maybe caused a lot of those injuries and affected you know the way they played in games. So. Pruitt's a really confident guy, and you know he's saying he's saying all the right things, and you know the fan base is really excited. And I think going five and seven, they probably want to they probably want to give him another year because more than likely this they'll have a top ten recruiting class next year. I mean, if if you don't think Jeremy Pruitt can recruit, then <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> this this guy can really reel him in, and yeah. he's really put a focus on Tennessee, and we've seen like how these recruits really love Tennessee. And we're talking about recruits from the Nashville area. We're talking about recruits from the Chattanooga area, which, you know, you usually see potentially going to the state of Georgia a lot. And then we're talking about recruits from the Memphis area who are mm-hmm. closer to schools like Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And he's getting yeah. getting those kind of guys too. So Pruitt's a really impressive guy. So I feel like, you know, fans will say, you know what, give – Give him another year. This isn't really his roster. Let's see, you know, the recruiting class will more than likely be top ten. So you'll want to see what that second year jump is. More like Kirby Smart. You saw mm-hmm. Kirby Smart's yeah. first season. They were what, eight and four ish? Eight yeah. and eight and four, eight and five. Mm-hmm. But after that, I mean, you see what they did in the second season. So it's more just let it play out type thing. Yeah. 
Well, that was a good explanation for that. Could have <laughs> said it better myself. But uh, just you know, to as our final topic to wrap things up here a little bit, yeah. uh, we do want to talk about some Tennessee softball. Obviously, you know the softball team did start uh, their regular season um, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. They uh, played in the. Let's see if I can say this. The Kajikawa. I think Kajikawa. I think hey, you can say it better than me. Sure, the classic. <laughs> I'm not even going to um, try it. And they exited that uh, that classic with a six and zero record, and actually some some fireworks yeah. in the last How game. How about that Utah game? Yeah, yeah, mm. they played Utah in the final game uh, of of that classic, and actually Abby Lockman hit a bases clearing double in the as a walk off in the seventh inning to uh, defeat Utah six to five, and mm-hmm. actually Tennessee was down five to zero. With four and a half innings to uh, end of the game. Yeah. And to Michael, um, obviously it's really early. You know, right. just six games, which in softball that's not a whole lot. But what do you what have you seen out of this team right now? And just do you think that success may continue for them, or just what's your opinion on that? I think it's it's a really impressive start to the season. Now you know you have you have some positives. The main positive from this whole takeaway for me is they're doing this without Brooke Vines, who. Is probably the second best hitter on the team mm-hmm. behind Megan Gregg. So you lose an offensive weapon like that, and you're still able to, you know, go away from home and win six, which you know turned out to be some really tough games. Yeah, and they were able to to grind out those victories. That's a real big positive for them going forward. And right now, you know, there's still the question of who will be that third pitcher right. stepping up. We saw we've seen Kalen Arnold is pitched well at times, we, and yeah. we've seen Matty Moss, who's you know one of the best pitchers mm-hmm. in the SEC, if not the best pitcher. But right now, you know, they're still wondering who's going to be that third consistent starter who's going to step up around SEC play. And I think you really have to be impressed with how this team was able to go over there and start the season off 6-0 and without one of their best players. Yeah. For sure, and just hitting back on that uh, pitching thing mm-hmm. that you talked about, obviously I think, you know um, – as far I think I'm pretty sure that Gabby Sprang, who is that yeah. freshman pitcher, her, Kalen Arnold, and Matty Moss all got reps. They mm-hmm. did get uh, some time on the mound in this Kajikawa. Once again, I think it's <laughs> classic. Um, so, so that maybe that could for the weeklies, maybe that could help them to sort of decide, oh, yeah. you know, if Spring is. Yeah, up I feel for like challenge. yeah, they're they're gonna give her a lot of opportunities, and I think there's one more pitcher too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, a freshman too. Yeah. I, think. Yeah, I can't think of her name right now, but yeah, um, but they're 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 gonna get some real good opportunities. I mean. Tennessee is just straight up a lot more talented than a lot of the non-conference opponents that they'll be going up against, mm-hmm. even though, you know, the weeklies try to give them a real challenging schedule before SEC play. Yeah. So they'll they'll know most likely who that third pitcher will be when the right when March comes around. Yeah. And, and speaking on that schedule a little bit, I remember I think this was last season or a little bit a while ago, but Ralph Weekly said, you know, uh, basically whenever they um, – Whenever they got to Tennessee, you know, if you want to play the best, if you mm-hmm. want to be the best, you got to play the best. Right. And so they do. They do try to make that schedule tough, and they mm-hmm. do try to do that. So I just got to ask you one more time. So now that we've <laughs> talked about softball, is it is Tennessee a softball school, <laughs> or the or, you know, Ten- Tennessee has been a softball school for twenty plus years. I mean, oh, oh, look at the so, some strong pro- words from what Cole program? Here. What program at Tennessee has been more consistent? Than this softball team, none. There hasn't There's been none. one. No, yeah. <laughs> but really, I mean, so, this softball team is really impressive. I mean, you you gotta love the weeklies and and what they've done for Tennessee and their time here, and just the consistency and the players that they've churned out of this program have been. I mean, we've seen some you know very elite softball players 
come from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really, really big plus to this program. And right now you have a, a very nice team with the potential to go really far, and they've got off to a great start. For sure, and I know that's really a goal for them is to make it back to the World Series. Mm-hmm. Obviously last year, you know, you had a team that – they had that – I can't remember the exact number of games, but they had that really long streak mm-hmm. of wins. I don't remember if it got in the 20 wins. I think it was around 20 wins. Um, but then they were put out um, in the in the NCAA tournament before getting to the World Series. Yep. So I know that, you know, they spoke – the players and the coaches spoke on that before the season about how that was, you know, sort of disappointing and how they wanted to get back um, to the World Series, wanted to compete because they do feel that they are – ready to compete, that they do feel like they have the team. I mean, you've got Megan Gregg, who, you know, is – That's that's probably the best offensive player yeah. in the nation. Sure, yeah. and she's, I think she is arguably one of the best offensive players that Tennessee has ever right. had. Right, no, no doubt about it. For sure. Yeah. She's going to break some more records this year, so. Yeah, and, and mm. the Weeklies, did they they got a contract extension, was yeah. it lately or – Yeah, yeah, it, okay. was, it wasn't too long ago. Yeah. For sure, yeah, well um, – I mean, I'm just going to, you know, some pretty strong words from DeMichael on that softball <laughs> school, but um, I don't know. But, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for us today, guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, make sure to check out the Daily Beacons website and the Twitter and Facebook and every medium that you can uh, for more Tennessee sports information. Um, just be sure to catch uh, Checkerboard Chat for the next episode and keep watching us. So this is Tara Wombles. That's DeMichael Cole, and we'll see you next time.